Florida Hospital extends its healing mission beyond its hospital doors as it presents this vital information to you. Health Chats by Florida Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the CDC, sepsis is the body's overwhelming and life-threatening response to infection, which can lead to tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. My guest today is Sherry Hahn. She's a certified family nurse practitioner at Florida Hospital. Welcome to the show, Sherry. So what is sepsis? You said, Melanie, it's a complication um, that's caused when the body has an overwhelming and potentially life-threatening response to an infection. Um, Most people can fight off that infection, but some people can't. And in a worst-case scenario, it can lead to tissue damage, organ failure, and sometimes even death. Are there certain people with an infection that are more likely to get sepsis, people with immunocompromised systems or elderly? Who's most likely to get it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, everyone's at risk, um, but individuals who are at greatest risk for developing sepsis are neonates and infants or those, those children under the age of one, elderly patients, um, of course, over the age of 65, and frequently we see elderly patients that suffer from um, simple urinary tract infections uh, that turn into sepsis, that quickly advances to sepsis, uh, immunocompromised patients, or more specifically patients with diabetes. And that's because these patients tend to have poor wound healing or neuropathies, which means they have decreased sensation in their extremities, and they're often unaware that they have suffered an injury um, that can lead to an infection. Patients with renal failure, particularly those patients that are on dialysis or patients that have um, indwelling urinary catheters, again, anytime you introduce a foreign object into your body, such as a catheter, it becomes a portal or an opportunity for that infection. Um, Our patients that are in nursing homes or long-term care facilities, recent or prolonged exposure to antibiotics, uh, recent surgery or hospitalizations, IV drug abusers, smokers, alcoholics, obese patients, and people who um, are malnourished all are at increased risk. So you can see that kind of covers just about anybody. Because it's such a quick-moving situation, what are some of the signs and symptoms that somebody should be aware of that would concern them enough to call 911 and say it's possibly sepsis? Well, symptoms are very widespread and can vary significantly from patient to patient, Um, but some of those symptoms are um, subtle, such as confusion and agitation. Um, They can be a painful urination or a decrease in your urinary output diarrhea, uh, an increased heart rate, an increased respiratory rate, any alteration in in your body temperature, such as a fever that is classified as anything over 101.5 or hypothermia when your temperature is below 95, when you have cool or clammy skin or your extremities feel cool or clammy to the touch, when your blood pressure is altered, when it's either extremely high or extremely low, if you notice uh, a warm or hot reddened area on your skin or a red streak coming from an area, particularly particularly in the area of a wound, um, those are all good reasons to um, seek out uh, your, your primary care provider or um, the emergency room. So let's talk about that for a second. If somebody thinks that they've got an infection that is possibly becoming sepsis, Mm-hmm. Do they call 911? Do they drive themselves? And if they call 911, is it that important that they say this could be sepsis so that EMS knows what to look for? 
Anytime a person is concerned enough that they're questioning in their mind, should they call 911, I always suggest that they do. If that's something that they're even questioning, then it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, But oftentimes it's something that we see in the primary care office that we can evaluate and order the proper labs or um, imaging tests and, you know, get our patients going down the right path before it requires hospitalization. But that's, that's a big part of, you know, what we do. We have to make sure that um, patients are maintaining that chronic disease management, um, seeing their, pri- their primary care provider, making sure that they're being cared for properly. Um, it doesn't always require going to the emergency room or being hospitalized, but prevention is the key and hoping that we don't get to that point. And how do you assess or diagnose that it is sepsis? And then what are the resulting treatments? Is there a way to stop this from progressing? Yep. I mean, first, you know, it's going to be a big uh, fact-seeking mission. We're going to do a history. We're going to look at clinical findings. Um, We're going to order pertinent labs um, and imaging based on where we think that infection may be. Is it respiratory? Do we need to do chest x-rays? Is it urinary? Do we need to order uh, urinalysis and urine culture? You know, just where do we think the source of infection is? Um, You know, urinary or urosepsis is a big one that we see. And oftentimes in the elderly population, the first sign of that is very subtle. It's just confusion. Um, They may not act themselves. They may be having frequent falls. And we check their urine and lo and behold, they've got you know, some signs of infection and in, in their urine dip, and we send it off for culture. And we start them on an antibiotic, and the culture comes back and tells us exactly what the organism is and make sure that the antibiotic that we've selected is appropriate in treating that organism. So if it's caught early on um, and we get them started on the appropriate antibiotic and get the get them treated, then yes, we can keep them out of the hospital, and that is obviously our, our ultimate goal. So are there, are there different antibiotics, Sherry, that would work for sepsis once you've identified what type of organism that, that this is? Absolutely. I mean, there's all different kinds of antibiotics depending on the organism. There's gram-positive, gram-negative, there's broad-spectrum. I mean, that's all part in identifying exactly what the organism is, um, And and another big thing, you know, we're always encouraging our patients that if an antibiotic is prescribed by your primary care provider, it's imperative that you take that antibiotic until the course of treatment is complete, even if if you feel better a few days into treatment. So um, you aren't encouraging, you know, those superbugs that's all over the media and that you're hearing about these days. So sepsis can be stopped if caught early. Yes, it can. And the goal is to prevent an infection from, you know, becoming septic or becoming sepsis. You want to take what, you know, somebody can have an ordinary, you know, infection, a wound infection that can progress to sepsis or an ordinary urinary tract infection that can progress to urosepsis or a pneumonia that can progress to, you know, an overwhelming sepsis. And, and the goal is to obviously see those patients, treat them, and give them the proper modalities to prevent them from becoming septic and keeping them out of the hospital. Is there a way to prevent sepsis? Well, yeah. I'm, you know, prevention is always key. You want to follow good hygiene, simple things as, you know, good hand washing and covering your, your mouth when you sneeze and cough, getting recommended vaccines. Um, that's a big one, and that's something that you need to 
make sure you're having those conversations with your primary care provider. Um, and again, good chronic disease management, uh, making sure you're following up with your primary care provider, making sure that your hypertension, your diabetes, your renal disease are all well controlled, or making sure you don't progress to having any of those chronic diseases. Um, you know, smoking cessation, that's a big one. People who smoke are at a, a huge risk for um, developing sepsis before someone who doesn't smoke. Um, people who drink excessively um, are at a greater risk. I mean, all these things are, are things that your primary care provider wants to educate you on and, and help you with and give you the modalities to uh, work on prevention and, and, you know, not, and not do. Thank you so much, Sherry, for being with us today. It's such important information for listeners to hear. You're listening to Health Chats by Florida Hospital. For more information, you can go to hcpphysicians.org. That's hcpphysicians.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.